0: Welcome to College Prep Confidential, empowering your student with the elite tools they need to get accepted to their dream university. Discover test-taking blueprints from Ivy League professionals, financial aid secrets to get more money for school, and mindset tips for a better college future. Now please welcome your host, Don Sevcic. Yes, back in the saddle for episode 35 I am your host, Don Sevcik, and this week, we're going to be talking about the job interview. Yes, the job interview. I can't tell you how many discussions, arguments, and fights I see online and in person about the job interview. And lately, with everything going on, the job interviews have turned into a complete circus. So I wanna clear up the air and get you an unfair advantage because at some point in time, we will all interview. We'll interview for an internship, a group membership, or a job. For this episode, we aren't going to talk about the cringeworthy traditional advice about networking and cover letters and all that stuff that doesn't work. Instead, we're going to talk about real world stuff. You know, the stuff that actually works during the interview. Now, you may be asking, what are my qualifications to dispense this advice? Answer, I've worked 25 plus years in corporate America outside of my side business. I've worked for Fortune 500 companies as well as startups and mid sized companies, and I've been on both sides of the interviewing table. I've interviewed for over 10 jobs in my career and have interviewed people 15 times. So what I'm doing here is distilling the battle-tested wisdom in this episode about job interviews. Now, I believe in a principle called skin in the game, which means I don't just give you talk. I've walked the talk, and I've owned it. I've done it before, and I've had investments involved where if I fail, it's going to cost me. So everything I'm telling you here I've used in interviews as well as seen candidates who did really well use a version of what I'm about to tell you. And every time it works wonders, assuming you have not botched any other part of the interview. Now, these three questions, by the way, and the title of this episode is Three Magic Interview Questions You Can Ask to Get the Job. These three questions have helped me create a bond with the interviewer and eventually get the job and the extra perks that a regular candidate would not get. What kind of perks you asked? Perks like extra vacation signing bonuses, and work-from-home options that are not offered or mentioned on the original job description. To give you a primer on these three questions, they use certain psychological hooks as well as frame you as the prize. If you remember episode one, what did we talk about? You are the prize. Because in any interview, you are not just interviewing for the job. But the company is interviewing for you to come work for them, meaning, A, they have to sell themselves, and B, they better make it worth your while. Translation, you are the prize. Now, I talked about this in episode one, but we're going to dive deeper into questions you can frame to put yourself above the competition. Now these questions use what's called a prize frame, but they also set you apart from other candidates by showing your interest in how the business is doing and where it's going. Every time I've asked these questions in an interview, you can sense a shift in the body language in the room. The interviewer always responds. In fact, it's damn near impossible that they can't respond to these questions and remember When you get an interviewer engaged in an interview, it's an investment of both time and emotion. And what do people do with investments? The longer and more deep they're invested, the longer they're likely to stay invested. Now, I use these three questions which always establish rapport and grant me favor with interviewers. And the three questions are this. Question one, if you could design the ideal candidate for this position from the ground up, what skills and traits would they contain? Question two, in the next six months in this, for this company and in this industry, what are you most excited about? And question three, in the next six months, what's the biggest challenge for you in the business to overcome? Now let's cover a quick psychological overview of these three questions, why they work so well, and then dive into more detail. The first question about designing the ideal candidate for this position from the ground up makes the interviewer tell you about their values for the ideal candidate. See, you could take any job on this planet. Let's take a boring old accounting job. If you ask one boss what their ideal candidate is, chances are you will not get the same exact answer as you would if somebody else was interviewing for that job, meaning two different bosses, two different perspectives. And so the the power and the secret of this question is it makes you force them. It forces them to tell you their ideals and their values. Now, the second question, which is in the next six months in the company and industry you work in, what are you most excited about? This question reveals their passion for the business and the industry they work in. Now, here's, something very important. If they struggle with this question, you've identified a red flag. Because if the person who interviews you, who's the face of the company by the way that they're putting forward to talk to you, cannot find anything about the job or the industry that excites them, guess what? You should turn in the opposite direction and run from that job as fast as your feet will carry you. Now, the third question about the challenges in the next six months, this puts them in a vulnerable spot. And this is good because it protects you from an interviewer who's trying to sell you cupcakes and rainbows about a job. You see, if the interviewer cannot come up with a challenge, then you should be alert because this is too good to be true, my friends. What you're looking for with with this third question is problems to solve and what the interviewer's genuine concerns are. So those are the three questions, and I can't tell you how many times I've heard, oh, great question, or thanks for asking that, after I ask those questions, and then the interview goes right into the answers. Now pay attention, because here comes the good part. When interviewers answer these questions, they give away clues about the role and company which were not discussed in the job description. They also give you a zoomed-in view for the company culture and how the interviewer thinks. They'll tell you about the business and reveal clues about themselves of what they like or what they dislike. See, you have to treat yourself as an interview detective, and the answers they give to these questions provide valuable intelligence about the company and the interviewer. Remember, the whole company can't interview you, so the decision is going to come down to a few people, and the people that interview you hold the highest weight. My favorite intelligence gathering tool is something we covered briefly in a prior episode. It's called Motivation Direction. If you missed that episode, here's a recap. Humans only have two reasons for doing anything in life. They either want to move towards pleasure or they want to move away from pain. When you ask the interviewer about the ideal candidate... Their passions and their challenges keep a close ear and a keen eye on how they answer the question. I once interviewed at a Fortune 500 company, and after asking the question about challenges, the interviewer re- revealed, Well, this company's having supply problems and operations issues. Well, 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 that's a valuable piece of intelligence right there. And every time the interviewer answered, he spoke in terms of avoiding pain. He'd say things like, we've got to avoid cost overruns, or we need to stop losing time with onboarding, or I don't want to see us fall behind the competition. Notice in all three of those answers, he talked about what he did not want, not what he did want, what he didn't want. He's moving away from pain. So when you speak to this person, if you want to bond, you could speak in terms of avoiding pain. However, if you or the interviewer are a towards person, which I'll cover in a moment, you may be turned off by talking to this person. You see, a towards person is somebody who moves towards pleasure or a goal. They don't talk about avoiding negatives. They talk about making a direct advance on something that they want. I will never forget after asking one of my magic three interview questions at one job, the interviewer said, I want this company to make a hundred million dollars in revenue this year. And when I asked about the ideal candidate, the interviewer didn't even hesitate. They said, I want somebody who finishes things on time and comes up with innovations to reduce our costs and delivery time. Now, this is a person who knows what they want. So now you know how to speak to an away person. You talk about moving toward things and, and solid, measurable goals. Now, another benefit of the magic three interview questions reveals company culture. How does the company speak? What buzzwords do they use? What is their vision? If they have any vision at all, do they value performance or do they value office culture? If you're performance-driven and you get dropped into an office culture-obsessed job, you are going to be miserable. So it's best to find this information out up front before committing years of your life to any job. Now the next benefit of the magic three questions shows you the key to the last episode, problem solving. These questions get people talking. They are not yes or no questions. They're open-ended, and they'll often reveal what problems or challenges the company needs to be solved. Now, if you have ideas, this may be a time to tell a story of how you'd solve this problem. I once snatched a consulting gig out of midair after the interviewer revealed the traffic problem with their company's website. What did I do? I sent them a copy of my book and told them the page number the answer was on to solve their challenge. Guess what? They called me back after reading the book and they asked for more help. The magic three interview questions get people to reveal sensitive information, and you can use this information to your advantage. I'm sure you've heard the old saying, never interrupt your enemy when they're making a mistake. Well, there's an offshoot of this quote, which you can apply to interviews, and it goes like this, never interrupt an interviewer when they're telling you how to get the job. So in summary, the magic three interview questions to ask, usually in the middle or an end of an interview are as follows. Question one, if you could design the ideal candidate for this position from the ground up, what skills and traits would they contain? Question two, in the next six months in the company and industry, what are you most excited about? And question three, in the next six months for this company and the industry in general, what's the biggest challenge that you're facing and how do you think you'll overcome it? These three questions get the interviewer talking and reveal what they value as well as why they value it. Since people make decisions based on values, the answers the interviewer gives reveal the keys to the decisions made inside the company. Discover the values, and you have the key to unlocking the job. Why is this important? Well, to answer, I'll direct your attention to one of the most important books ever written 2,500 years ago called The Art of War. I'm paraphrasing Sun Tzu, But the most valuable person in a battle outside a great leader is not the soldiers, not the general, not the terrain, not the weapons. The most valuable person in a battle is the spy, because that's the person who gets the valuable information for an army to move to win the war. Information gives you an incredible advantage in interviews, and the magic three interview questions help you get it. Now, we've covered a lot in this episode. And I want to help you crush college prep. So I put together a list of expert resources for you. Resources like test prep, financial aid, and mindset. And if you want to check these out, go to cpcshow.com. That's cpcshow.com. If you like this episode, why don't you subscribe to stay up to date on a treasure chest of college prep resources and tips. Also, if you enjoyed prior episodes, I'd love it if you gave us a rating on iTunes. I want to thank you for listening, and I will see you next week. That's all for this episode of College Prep Confidential. To discover how to give your student a better future by increasing financial aid, improving test scores, and reducing stress, visit our website at cpcshow.com. That's cpcshow.com.